We brought you damn good beer. Now we're bringing to you damn good beef. And there's so many different ways to get it. Uh, if you're in town, come down to the DMVR bar and check it out. Uh, we have uh, Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu Beef Burgers at the bar. Uh, there's there's like four or five different kinds of burger. Uh, my favorite is the Bronco Burger. It has uh, like the green chili cream cheese on it and an onion ring and it's a massive burger and it's so good come down to the mvr bar and check it out or just go to hasslecattlecompany.com that's h-a-s-s-e-l-l cattlecompany.com and you can look at all the different products they have uh, whether it's the the jerky the beef bacon uh, wagyu frank uh, new york strip there, there's so many different options just go check it out because it really is good stuff Hassle is a fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship their beef right to your door. It's really convenient and you can get 10% off if you use the code DNBR10 at hasslecattlecompany.com. Uh, plus, they have an awesome thing going on right now. They're giving away a $200 gift card and a cooler to one lucky winner. It's really easy to enter. Just go over to the DMVR Sports Twitter page. Click on the link in our pinned tweet. Um, it's, it's free. You can win this free money and get the cooler. And you get notified whenever they have a cool new deal for you. Shout out Hassle Cattle Company. This is the DMVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael. That was Hank Chisholm delivering a beautiful ad read. Again, shout out Hassle Cattle Company. We've also got Jake Schwanitz in the house or in the virtual house. I don't know, whatever you want to call this. We are recording this not in person, but we're going to do a mock draft today. It's going to be a lot of fun. College football is here. Before we kind of dive into that, going to just briefly go through some of the odds, uh, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook for these week zero matchups. Not a ton of NFL draft implication when it comes to these week zero games on Saturday. But a couple of games that are, you know, at least intriguing for a, for a variety of reasons. Starting with Nebraska, Illinois at 11 a.m., the the battle of the bottom feeders. But I think everybody's at least a little bit interested to see what does this Nebraska team look like because it's it's been rough under Scott Frost. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they they're what uh, Illinois plus two twenty to win the game. I know that I'm like kind of biased because of all the buff stuff, but Nebraska going on the road, first game of the season. I have, I'm I'm taking the upset here, and I, you know you can mess with the spread if you want, but to me the value's on that money line. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Hank. Uh, also, Brett Bielema returning to the Big Ten, head coach <laughs> of Illinois. So uh, <laughs> that's exciting. If, I, guess, I forgot about that. I forgot that Lovey is is finally out. He's out. Yep. Um, but I do like that read Hank, um, Nebraska, just, I, I, they're one of those teams that I'll believe it when I see it and I still have yet to see it. So I'm going to fade, uh, that line also. Both these guys going with the Nebraska money line. I like the value. I I definitely think if you're going to take anything, it's only a seven point spread. Either way you could get Illinois to cover at, at minus 110. There might be some decent value there too, just in case, you know, Nebraska pulls it by a field goal or something like that. Over under 53 and a half. I don't know. I, I'm a little scared of over unders this week just because we don't know much about any of these teams yet. I mean, do, are you guys going to dip your toes in any of that or are you kind of feeling the same way? I feel the same way. Um, I'll, I'll add on top of that, that, uh, because that's, a pretty low number. If I were to take something, I'd take the over. I think what was the score? Yeah, so last year, Illinois beat Nebraska 41-23. Maybe we'll hint at the over there, but yeah, I'm, I'm staying away. I'm just taking that Illinois money line. Yeah, they won by 18, 18, and they're plus 220 underdogs. That's a little bit surprising. Right? I've got a nice little part of come in. I'll, we'll talk about the other pieces when we get there. <laughs> All right, let's... The, uh, the second game of the day, interesting matchup, UConn and Fresno State. Now, obviously, massive, you know, geographic disparity between these two teams, you know, going to have to go a long ways. UConn going to Fresno State. UConn didn't play last year. They are 27 and a half point underdogs. 
This this Fresno State team is pretty good. Jake Hayner, Washington transfer quarterback. He's a mobile athlete. They've got uh, a senior running back that opted to return and use his extra year of eligibility. And Ronnie Rivers, one of the better running backs in the conference, if we're talking about guys that'll probably get some NFL love come the end of the season, it's Ronnie Rivers. 27 and a half points is a massive spread to bank on, though. I don't know. Where are you guys at with this one? Um, I mean, I'd probably stay away in general, but uh, UConn was just, when they were playing football two years ago, this was not a good football program. They were getting consistently blown out. Um, so a year off and having to travel across the country, if I had to pick, I guess I would take uh, Fresno State at minus 27 and a half, even though that is a massive number. Yeah, I'm staying away too. Um, I see plus 27 and a half with two teams you haven't seen before. And, you know, it's not Clemson or Bama, one of those top tier teams. I like the plus 27 and a half. I'm not betting on UConn football, though. I'm not going to do it. And to me, this is just a stay away. Fresno State's going to roll in this game. There's just a couple of things that worry me. One, the unknown, you know, it's not like they're going to have a lot of film to go off of. A lot of, you know, their scouting is going to be based on what they saw from 2019 film. That's a tough position to be in. The other thing is the kickoff time. That's an early start, you know, 12 p.m. Mountain. That's going to be um, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's an early game. You don't have those very often on the West Coast. Maybe that could benefit UConn in some ways if you're thinking, you know, maybe they're able to, I mean, they... <coughs> Lose by 23 even, you know, you you would be in the in the money if they covered that 27 and a half point spread. But I think you guys are spot on. I'd probably stay away from this one as well. Over under is 63 and a half. If you wanted to take the Fresno State money line, it would be minus 4,000. So not a not a lot of value there. Yeah, the next game we've got probably the the most exciting game to me of the day for me on that day, I should say, is Hawaii at UCLA. That's 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. UCLA, 17-point favorites in this game, which is just too high. It's too high. I If this was in Hawaii, I'd be all over it. I'm still tempted to take their money line at plus 600. But Hank, Hank can preach. I'm going to give him the floor here because he has been singing this song for weeks now that UCLA is just overrated. The, I, I really think that they are. I think that I don't even necessarily know where it comes from. I think there's excitement with the offense. You know, you have a quarterback now back for what his fourth year as a starter. Um, I believe so. Third or fourth. But at the same time, Dorian Thompson Robinson, there's a chance that he gets drafted this year. There's that he is somebody who you look at because he does fit kind of that modern mold. He just turns the ball over so much that as somebody who's watched him play a lot of football. Like just the the number of times that he fumbles the football, you're just like this should not be a thing. Um, and you have him, you're you're obviously lose Demetric Felton. I don't know who really is the focal point at this point in that backfield. Um, defensively, safety Quentin Lake. I think there's a good chance that he's a top 100 pick. Um, somebody keep an eye on. But yeah, I, this team is a bit hollow. You look at. The, the two wins last year, one of them was against Arizona State coming off the month-long rest because of COVID. I, I like Hawaii with the points. Here, here's the sell for Hawaii, and then I'm going to ask Jake, you know, where his, he's kind of thinking this game. Um, they've got a, a veteran quarterback coming back. This will be his third year starting. Uh, Chevin Cordero, he's athletic, mobile guy, uses it to his advantage. They're trying to run him less because he's kind of gotten banged up a little bit these last couple of years, but they've also got a really good wide receiver on the outside and Calvin Turner. I spent quite a bit of time with Todd Graham, their head coach, former ASU coach at Mountain West Media Days. He really won me over, man. He was one of the guys that was in contention for the CSU job. I've been told he kind of wanted it pretty bad, um, but just kind of spending time with him. He was really easy to to root for. He just seemed like a genuine guy and, and talking to some of their veterans on the team, they seemed to believe in and what he's selling. Now, obviously, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Nobody's going to come out and criticize their head coach at a Mountain West Media Day. But it, it, you know, it came off in genuine in those conversations. And again, a veteran quarterback, an offense that can score. I like at the very minimum Hawaii to cover the 17-point spread, spread, but a plus 600, I'm definitely considering the money line. Jake, where are you at with this game? And what are your thoughts on UCLA? 
Um, on UCLA, I'm kind of siding with you guys. I think they are a bit overrated. You know, they do have some names that are intriguing, and they're probably going to be the most noteworthy team to watch from a draft standpoint uh, for this weekend. But um, I do like Cordero. I have followed him for a few years at Hawaii. I didn't get to watch much of them last year. But just looking at the schedule, they were competitive in multiple games. Um, even when they lost, it wasn't like they were getting blown out by double digits all the time. So just looking at the spread, it just this is just too much UCLA hype for me, and there's no way I'm buying in at this point. So I would take Hawaii in the points. Yep, and that was uh, the second piece of my parlay. Here's the thing. So DraftKings Sportsbook right now is giving out a 33% profit boost on a three-plus leg college football parlay. There are only two things I liked in this first week, and that was the Illinois money line and then Hawaii plus 18, which has now moved down since then, since like an hour ago, which makes me feel pretty good. Actually, Illinois went from plus 220 to plus 210 since then too, so I feel really good. Um, and a few things that are going to come up in week two, or I guess week one, um, with this being week zero. But those are the two I really like. What is your third piece then? You might as well give it out now. Um, there are... Uh, so there's actually three more pieces. Uh, oh, so yeah, right. plus one fifteen, and uh, again at Kansas State, and then Clemson. I've got minus one sixty when Georgia goes to Clemson, and then the last one is LSU to beat UCLA next week um, at minus one seventy. Interesting. All right, so you threw some week one spreads in there. I like it. Mm-hmm. Trying to beat this system a little bit, and you can always take advantage because. If they do what they did last year, which I imagine they will, they should offer this profit boost every week. So you'll have an opportunity yeah. to take some of the other lines that you like. Got boosted right. from plus 3,100 to plus 4,200. Hell yeah, baby. Let's Beautiful. make some money. Gotta make some big money. <laughs> I'm all in on Hawaii. If there's any team that I am all in on this weekend, it is Hawaii, especially early in the season. Anybody, I mean, CU experienced it a couple of years back in week zero. Uh, UCLA, they've lost to Hawaii in the past. Oregon State has as well. CSU lost to Hawaii in a week zero game. Like they are just tough to play early in the year, whether it's on the island or they come into your house. Uh, next game, I'm not even going to lie. We'll, we'll just breeze through it. It's UTEP, New Mexico State, over under 58 and a half points. UTEP, 10 point favorites. New Mexico State's been one of the worst programs in the country over the last couple of years. So I do kind of like UTEP to cover that 10 point spread but I just don't know enough about them to, to sit here and be like, you should bet on UTEP. We won yep. rivalry game though. <laughs> True. Or we very close. Yeah. What are these schools separated by like less than a hundred miles? Probably. Oh, much less. Not a little that, more. But yeah. yeah. All right. Then we've got Southern Utah, San Jose state, uh, Southern Utah, I believe is an FCS program. Hank, no, are they? Yeah. Guy. Um, San Jose State, 24-point favorites in this game. San Jose State beat the defending Mountain West champions. They return really stout defensive line. They've got Nick Starkle at quarterback. I like them to win this game pretty handily, but again, 24 points is a lot to cover in a week zero game, even against an FCS team. I mean, that's the worst part of college football is that half of these spreads are going to be 20-plus points. and I want to have a personal rule to never take anything that's 20 plus points, but it's just everywhere. And it's part of college football. And this is another one where I'm just not going to touch it. Maybe that means that I'm scared. I don't know, but I will add Southern Utah is not like a a good FCS program. Um, You know, there's, there's some that you look at and it's like, okay, they could, they could make some noise. Like this is a losing record. Type of team. Like South Dakota State, the team CSU has to play. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a that's a real scary one. And they might be my preseason pick to win the FCS. There are a lot of people's preseason pick to win the FCS. It's a terrifying matchup for CSU. Yep. Um, but I'll have I'll have a, a whole week to talk about that. Uh so that's that's all our week zero games. Nothing that exciting if we're being super honest that hawaii ucla game at 1 30 p.m mountain is pretty much the only thing i'll probably yep. watch from start to finish yeah then i'll head over to uh i'm going to the preseason game this weekend it'll didn't get to go to a game last year first time since the i was in like the first grade i think that i didn't go to at least one one game in person which was weird really weird yeah i'm going tomorrow too nice might see you there we might have to go grab a little brewski might have to 
<laughs> a couple of right, uh, by the time it starts. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on. Before we do though, since I just gave you all those lines, now's the perfect time to tell you. The NFL is back. I'm sure you know it if you listen to this podcast, but DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they're giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited-time offer. Now, you heard me right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet or more on any week one game. They've already got all the lines listed. They now have same game parlays. So you can, you know, once you get these $200 in free bets, you can sprinkle it out, try and get some crazy odds, win even more money. DraftKings is just so much fun. They're safe, secure, and reliable. They're located right here in the United States. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the app now. Use the promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That promo code DNVR when you sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So I did a podcast with a couple of CU soccer players yesterday. And uh, we touched on a bunch of different topics. Honestly, like if, if you're interested in podcasts that don't talk about soccer at all, this might be the one. So go look in your DMVR Buffs podcast feed. There's a little plug there. Um, but we talked about like the Hunger Games and like animals and hiking and skiing and cars and whether Kaylee was the one who actually wrecked her. But we also talked about um, their teeth because they're both having dental issues. And so I had a chance to talk about my friends at Green Mountain Dental and uh they were both convinced so if the two soccer players from cu who i talked to yesterday want to go get their teeth cleaned by green mountain dental there's really no excuse for everybody else listening to not uh jump on over there um because they're making the drive from boulder to lakewood too so that's that's impressive Um, we've had a couple of our co-workers go over there get their teeth clean, get some more serious stuff done. And everybody's had really positive things to say. Um, there's people who listen to this podcast, listen to the other podcasts who've also made the switch. And they also only have really good things to say. Uh, Green Mountain Dental Group is a, a family-owned dentistry. Uh, they are huge Colorado sports fans. And it's a local business. And we like supporting those. It's like 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. And... If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal. Make sure you take advantage of it. Gotta love it. Gotta love our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Let's jump right into this mock then, fellas. We're going to use the order uh, courtesy of the Draft Network's Draft Machine, which is a really cool tool. Uh, First up, it's the Houston Texans, I believe. Yeah. Um, yep. who wants, who, who wants the first pick? I'm going to default to you guys. I'll take it. I'll do something crazy. Um, Go I don't know it. where that leaves us in the rotation, but, uh, yeah. So the, the Texans are one of the tougher teams to predict for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I do think that they'll be very much in contention for the number one overall pick, but with Deshaun Watson going through all his stuff and what he's being investigated for human trafficking and that's a serious one. So who knows what is going to be up by the time we get to the draft. Um, regardless, I don't think he's the long-term answer there um, because if things do work out and he can play, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's demanding a trade. So they're going quarterback here. It's picking. I've got, got it down to two. <laughs> We're going. We're going. Sam Howell. Maybe a little bit conservative with this pick. Maybe a little bit conservative, but I think it's gonna. I feel good about throwing Sam Howell there. I think that's a relatively safe pick if we're going first mock of the year. You know, one of the most experienced quarterbacks in college football. Obviously, there's a lot of love surrounding him, but I think it's going to take a big year for Sam Howell. Nobody's more qualified to talk about him than Jake. So, I mean, what do you think, Jake? Is Sam Howell? (laughs) worthy of being at least in the conversation for the number one pick in the preseason? Absolutely worthy of in the being in the conversation. Um, I don't know if this is where he ends up. 
Um, it would take a massive year from him to end up at number one overall. Um, but I definitely see him as like a guy that's going to hover around the top 10, top 15 at least. So, I mean, while he is number one in this mock draft, I don't think it's outlandish or something that'll be laughed out, you know, a year from now when we're looking back. Mm-hmm. Well, Should but, I go next? Yeah, you might as well. Second pick overall, we've got the Detroit Lions. Oh, they, right. they got so many needs, man. I mean, they could advance, invest in a quarterback. They need wide receiver help. Like, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau could be in the conversation. They could probably use a, a solid edge. Where are you going with this one? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, kind of lean back on that philosophy they showed back in April, taking Penny Stool. I think they're going to try and just build this team up through the trenches. So I'm going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, you know, Jared Goff is under contract still for the foreseeable future. And while that, while he's not going to be the long-term solution and quarterback would definitely be considered right here, Spencer Rattler, um, this team just needs good football players. So that's where I'm going to go. I like it. I think that that's probably right on because I, I I am fairly confident in saying that Kayvon Thibodeau is the first non-quarterback drafted. I think when you look at the rest of the board, the positional value combined with what we've already seen and all that other stuff, the fact that he's another young prospect, if I had to pick a guy, I, I am taking him and it's a landslide. He's just one of those freak athletes, which we're talking about, like, you know, like Hank said, it's, it's pretty safe bet to say he's the first non-QB taken. I think, I mean, if we would have mocked him number one, I don't think it would have been crazy just given right. his potential. So solid pick. Um, Time to go number three caps. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, the third pick, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals and they got to improve the offensive line, right? Yeah. I mean, skipped on yeah. a penny stool for Jamar Chase. So <laughs> With that in mind, I'm going to go Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Might be a little high at this point in terms of where I see him going, um, but he's versatile. I mean, he's played all over the line. He's an absolutely massive human being. And at some point, you have to invest in that O-line to protect Joe Burrow because, I mean, let's face it, he already went down. This this is going to be a situation where if they blow it and it becomes like an RG3 deal, the Bengals' front office is going to look really bad. I agree. I think it makes a lot of sense. I uh, I I still think that they probably should have gone Sewell instead of uh, Jamar last year. Um, now now they get the second opportunity. You got to take it. I mean, you get the relationship and all that, and obviously Jamar Chase is a, is a tremendous wide receiver. But when we just think of positional value and the amount of you know talented wide receivers available on the market at any given time versus you know, what might be one of the best tackles to come out in the last decade. I think Hank pretty much nails it, but Hank, you were up again and you were picking for the New York Jets. They got their quarterback last year. What are they fixing this year? They've got options. They've got a lot of options. (laughs) Um, You know, it's hard because like, I, I think to me, Derek Stingley is kind of staring me right in the face and he fills a need and that's an important position but it also doesn't really feel like the Jets to me to draft a cornerback with this pick. Um, something like going after like DeMarvin Leal or even like a Kyle Hamilton hybrid type who they're going to try to whatever with. And I don't think it worked for him just because it's the Jets. Um, I'm not going to overthink it, though. I think that Stingley probably is the best player left on the board. And it's an important position, position in need for him. We're going Stingley. Solid pick. I mean, they need a DB. I can Stingley is kind of the, the consensus cornerback one, at least it seems like from, from most of the draft people coming in. I also really like Kyrie Elam uh, out of Florida, who's you know kind of a little bit more proven than Stingley at this point, but I think Stingley's ceiling is, is definitely higher. Um, Jake, you're up, though. You've got the fifth pick, and you are picking for Urban Myers, Jacksonville Jaguars, again, a team that found their quarterback in the future already. Where are they going next? So again, I'm looking at the trenches here. I mean, you could look at secondary also with uh, CJ Henderson already being talked about wanting out, um, even though he was only a rookie last year. Uh, That's worrisome. But with Stingley off the board, I think you got to go back um, to the offensive line here. Um, You already have your quarterback of the future. And if preseason this year is anything to go by, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this offensive line struggle. And we see Trevor Lawrence running around a lot. Um, so that kind of leaves me picking between 
I would say Day or Munford or Jackson Kirkland. Jackson Kirkland's ranked higher on this board, so I'm going to go high. I'm going to go with Jackson Kirkland, the Washington offensive tackle. I like it. Bad tank, yeah. I mean, you. I don't. I don't know as much about Kirkland other than pretty highly touted, but yeah. I mean, he's a good tackle. I, I haven't like <laughs> locked in, but I know that he's always I, on I all the you. awards. He's a guy people talk about. I I haven't studied him in depth though. Um, makes sense though the pick. All right, that means I'm picking with the sixth pick overall, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Who again, they have a lot of options: cornerback, maybe Kyle Hamilton territory. They could definitely improve that secondary. Although I don't know what his true role in the NFL is going to be, and they could, they're probably in contention for a quarterback as well. If if Jalen Hurts doesn't boom, I'm gonna go Spencer Rattler. Um, number six overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I hate to do it because I hope that things work out for Jalen Hurts. I just think it's a dumpster fire there and I, I'm not sure he can salvage it. So I'm going Spencer Rattler. Not very confidently though, because again, this is a team that just has so many holes. Yeah, we might be looking at a new GM here with uh, Harry Roseman kind of on thin ice over the past few years. Uh, they did bring in the new head coach, but wouldn't be surprised to see kind of a complete teardown uh, coming after that. New GM probably helps the chances of them going first round QB, right? I would think so, right? I mean, well, I mean, we're assuming, obviously, but just seeing, yeah, we just saw what happened in Denver in April. But um, you would assume that the new GM would kind of want to get their own guy in there. And I mean, it's all there, like you said, it's all there for Jalen Hurts this year to kind of prove if he could be that. Um, I would lean on the more skeptical side, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he could pull it out also. All right, Hank, you are up. You've got the seventh pick, and you're picking for Hotlanta. They didn't go quarterback last year. They got Kyle Pitts. They traded away Julio Jones. They've got a lot of need on that defensive side as well. Where are the Dirty Birds going? This is another tough one. I mean, is it quarterback or not is really the question. Um, and I think at this point, you know, the, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers did this whole thing that made him really mad and it turned into a toxic situation. But Matt Ryan is at the stage of his career, basically where Rodgers was, with the difference being that if you draft replacement for Matt Ryan, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. You know, he, he doesn't have the same clout. And so I'm not too worried about that. I think it's time for them to, to start trying to find the next quarterback. And I'm going to go Desmond Ritter. I think big guy, pretty big arm, dual threat. I think uh, it's tough. There's a couple guys you look at. It would have been Rattler, but I think that you go Ritter from Cincinnati. Should say that. I like him a lot, man. I mean, it's it's a big year for that Cincinnati team as a whole. Potentially, you know, a chance to jump into the Big Twelve here with the Pac-12 electing not to expand. I think the Big Twelve is going to be aggressive, but. Obviously, beyond that, it's a big year for a lot of their their draft hopefuls and guys like Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong. They need to have big years to kind of jump into the the first round conversation or top fifteen conversation. I love that pick, especially just given Ritter's strengths. You know, like you said, he's a big guy with a strong arm. Put him in a dome, let him throw it all over the field, and and go deep to to guys like Ridley. I, it feels like a natural fit. I will just say. Matt Ryan, I still don't think looked too bad last year. I could definitely see him playing into another season for uh, Atlanta. Fair. All I right. Um, number eight would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yes. This pick just has to be defense, so I'm probably going to go best defensive player on the board. I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Um a bit of a box of safety, but they did draft uh, Trevon Merrick last year, who is more of a free safety. So you kind of build up uh, your new secondary. You get a hammer um, and a versatile player in that back end with Kyle Hamilton. He like feels it. like a Gruden player too. Like Gruden be watching yeah, right. Hamilton. Just I like this guy, man. He's so downhill. He's like a freight train, man. <laughs> yep, that's Absolutely. a Mayock player for sure. <laughs> and they they keep drafting all these, or not even just drafting, but adding safety like they've just been cycling yeah. through it's like every year i think that they do want to find somebody at that spot 
All right, I am up number nine overall. The New York football giants. They could be in quarterback contention as well if things don't work out with Daniel Jones this year. Yeah. They, they're just another team that they just need so much help. Like, they could use a tackle. They could use a corner. You know, they could use a linebacker, probably. Uh, I'm going to go Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida. I'm assuming, I guess, that Daniel Jones has a just good enough year to survive and, and get one more season with the Giants. But again, I think they're probably firmly in QB talk if they have another down season. Yeah, uh, Hankster, you're up number 10. You've got Carolina. Yep. Um, you know, this this might be kind of a weird one. Another team that, that could need a quarterback, of course. And to be honest, I think that they probably will, if I had to guess. I, I think that they probably do take one. I'm going to go a different route, though. Um, DeMarvin Leal just sitting right there from Texas A&M. Big defense. Almost took him for the Giants. He's, he's, he's good. You know, he's like really the only interior defensive lineman that's probably worth taking in this first round so far. For sure. And, you know, they did just draft Eric Brown and they have Brian Burns, but I almost think this is a situation where, you know, e- even if this team has some holes still, build yourself a strength. And I think that once you add layout, you are in love with what's happening. Definitely on the defensive line, probably in that front seven. So to summarize our top... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jake. I was just going to say, it's a great value pick too. Probably a guy that should have gone in the top five if we're being honest. So that's probably one of the better picks so far. All right. To summarize, we've got Sam Howell going number one to Houston. Kayvon Thibodeau going number two to Detroit. Evan Neal going number three to Cincinnati. Derek Stingley to the Jets. Jason Kirkland to the Jags. Spencer Rattler to the Eagles. Desmond Ritter to the Falcons. Kyle Hamilton to the Raiders, Kyrie Elam to the Giants, and DeMarvin Leal to the Carolina Panthers running out our top 10. Uh, number 11, we've got the Giants again based on how this worked out. And Jake, you are picking for them. I took Elam with the last pick. What would they be doing with their second pick in the first round? Yeah, so this is the pick from Chicago for the Justin Fields trade. Um, we're going to go along with uh, what you said, Justin, assuming that. Daniel Jones has a decent enough year to buy himself one more year as the starter in New York. Um, man, looking at the board here, you know, Drake, Jan- Drake Jansen, the edge from USC is there. You also have uh, the wide receivers from Ohio state and uh, Drake London uh, from USC there. And I think that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chris Olave. Um, they did invest in Kenny Galladay and, you know, kind of try to more fill out that receiver room over this last off season with Kadarius Tony. Um, obviously his off season has not been good and I just think they need to get better on the outside in general. So I'm going to go with probably the best receiver in the draft. That feels about where Olave will go. Just my gut feeling, you know, like eight to 12 ish. So I think we probably got him pretty spot on there. I almost went wide receiver with their last pick. Cause again, if, if you are banking on Daniel Jones, having a, a better season, he's going to need some help. Olave would be a great boost at wide receiver. Um, God, he's good. All right. Number 12, Arizona Cardinals. They need a lot of help, but I'm going to go Drake Jackson edge at a USC, try and sure up that pass rush along with Chandler Jones and a couple other athletic guys that they have back there. I, I like some of the pieces that they have. They just need a little bit more consistency, I think. And I think adding somebody like, like Jackson would, would be great for their pass rush. Yeah, I agree. Um, Washington at 13 now, right? Yep. Yep. The football team. I think, I mean, they've got to go quarterback, right? I mean, unless Kyle Allen or Montez or, I don't know, they have so many bad quarterbacks. It's it's a shame. And even just going and watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play some of these preseason games, it's like, eh, not necessarily like a lock to give you a, a solid quarterback play at this point in his career. But yeah, I mean, it has to be a quarterback. And um, Malik Willis is kind of staring me in the face here. I just think Phil Dracovich, Boston College, Jake's guy. Let's go. The big arm right there with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. I, I Kind of more in the Dwayne Haskins mold, honestly. And hopefully he, he pans out. <laughs> 
You going like Jokovic then? I'm going Jokovic. Oh, uh, let's go. <laughs> That's my Jake favorite pick. Is, is <laughs> um, all right. Jake is up now. Number 14 overall, Pittsburgh. Do they finally go so, Big Ben's replacement? Oh, man. I mean, it's all going to hinge on how he actually looks this last year. I would bet on him not looking very good because he just has been on a downward trajectory over the past two, three years. Um, that being said, though, the offensive line has taken massive hits. Um, they've lost tackles over the years. Um, you also have Thayer Munford from Ohio State kind of just sitting there. A guy that was very impressive last year and is primed for a big year this year. Um, if everything works out for him, he could definitely be picked in this top half of the first round. So I'm going to go Thayer Munford, tackle Ohio State. Safe pick. He should probably be a top 15 pick. So I, th- I think that probably works out well. Okay, the Vikings are number 15 overall. That's why I'm picking for then Denver at 16. Man, I mean, they could probably be in the market for a quarterback if Kirk Cousins doesn't, you know, kill it this year. They could probably use defensive help more in that secondary. I don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah, a lot of cornerbacks still sitting there. Um you have the Northwestern safety also there. But That's I don't know. why I'm considering I mean, Brandon Joseph. I actually really like Jordan Battle, the safety out of Alabama. I'm not sure I would put him quite this high yet. Um, how's the Vikings offensive line right now? So just pull it up. They took Christian Darosaw, um, left tackle in yeah. the first round in April. Um, they've got Brian O'Neill at right tackle, a guy that I'm a big fan of, and he should get a pretty nice extension here coming up. Also have Garrett Bradbury as center, a first-round pick in 2019, and then Ezra Cleveland is at left guard right now. Um, they're running with uh, – this guy's name is Ola Samika Udo at right guard. Um, so I guess there is a sizable hole on the offensive line. <laughs> is this too early to consider Darian Kennard out of Kentucky? Um, I mean, positional value, maybe a bit, but, uh, just given that this is a pretty big need, I guess, for this team, um, the interior of this offensive line, I mean, like you said already, it, it, it's all on Kirk cousins. If he actually plays up to expectations or not this year. So. All right. I'm going to go, Screw I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go Ahmad Gardner. Actually, I'm going to go the Cincinnati cornerback. Okay. I know that. George Payton is no longer in town, but the Vikings taking a cornerback, that's, you know, kind of a thing. So uh, I'm going to go with him. He's been a stud in his career. Before we go to the 16th pick in the Denver Broncos, though, got to shout out our friends over at Manscaped. Guys, fantasy football draft season is upon us. Time you put the PP back in PPR league with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming just launched the new performance package 4.0. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR. They're going to help you tame that Troy Palomalu main in your pants. You know, the, the thing that I love about Manscaped, one, obviously they're, 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 products are, are all designed, you know, they're precision based blades. You're not going to cut yourself. They can go 360 degrees rotation. They've got an LED light, got a 9,000 RPM motor, all kinds of dope stuff. But when you get the the 4.0 package, you're going to get, you know, some of their, you're going to get the ball toner and you're going to get the the travel bag and you're going to get all kinds of dope stuff. Underwear, a t-shirt. I mean, everything Manscaped does, they do with quality products. And that's why we love them. Again, make sure you use that code DNVR, get 20% off plus free shipping. We love Manscaped. I know that you will too. Again, one last time, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. If your significant other is nagging you about how much time you put into your fantasy team, you might as well give them some beautiful balls with Manscaped. My goodness. That read is that read is something. Shout out Manscaped. My favorite though. two minutes of every show. <laughs> I'm sorry if your mom was listening. 
All right, <laughs> Hank, you are picking for the Denver Broncos at 16. They didn't take a quarterback last year. Teddy Bridgewater's the guy this year. Are they taking a quarterback next year? My guy Carson Strong's still there. Malik Willis is still there. But there's a lot of talent on the, the rest of the board as well. I, uh, I'm not having fun right now. I just want to make that really clear to start. Talk us through it, Hank. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I still have hope for Drew. I, I hope that good things happen. At the same time, though, I, if I don't pick a quarterback here, I'm, I'm going to be in big trouble. I think people would be really upset with me. So it has to be a quarterback. Um, and, you know, there's a couple guys we talked about. You brought up Carson Strong, you know, Keaton Slovis, my guy Jaden Daniels. Uh, even Graham Burtz from Wisconsin. We've talked about him a little bit. If he has a big year, he could be right up there too. To me though, it's, I'm just going to give a big gift to our friend Dre, who isn't here. And uh, <laughs> we're going Malik Willis from Liberty. I was going to say, if you pass on Malik and for those that listen to the podcast regularly, Malik Willis is Andre's number one ranked quarterback right now going into this season. It's the most fun pick, right? I mean, Carson Strong oh, could be yeah. fun too, because it's a big, big arm guy, but. I mean, I mean, Malik can sling it a little bit too, and he runs around like he's an awesome quarterback. Yeah, it would be a blast. I mean, it'd be a big risk taking the Liberty quarterback here at 16 overall, but it'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Are we ready for another season's worth of mocks of, well, do we take a quarterback or is Drew going to get another shot? Uh, I, 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 guess, mean, I do think Drew's going to get plenty of playing time this year. And maybe I'm in the minority there, but I think he starts at least at least four games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Um, I'm just hoping that we don't have to deal with another offseason of seeing which corner gets mocked to the Broncos pick. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Um, all right, 17, the LA Chargers. Man, um... Looking at the board here, it looks like the strengths are on the outside um, on both sides, wide receiver and corner, um, which they seem pretty set at both. Um, although wide receiver is a need that I thought this team had going into this year, and they didn't really address it. They took Josh Palmer, I think, in the third round. Um, and then they still have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is a free agent after this year. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. I like that. Well, and the thing is, is as much as I like Williams and Allen, both of those guys are are solid players. Neither one of them have been able to stay on the field worth a damn for the last five years. Right. Drake London, that's a lot, that's that's a lot higher than most people have him with some of these. I mean, you still got Garrett Wilson on the board, John Mechie's available. That's your guy, yeah, though. I like it. He's really low on this draft network thing. I've seen PFF uh, hype him up pretty high, though. There's been I guess it just depends on what we're looking at so far, but I'm telling you, he's primed for a breakout this year. I like it. I like it as well. I am up at number 18 with the new England Patriots, and I'm going to do something that they almost never do. And that is make a fun pick. I'm going to take John Mechie, the third wide receiver at a university of Alabama, pair him with Mac Jones nice. and just let them kind of, them and you know the bills battle it out in the afc east yeah i was gonna be really upset if you're gonna take anybody else first of all because <laughs> mac jones deserves weapons not what's up there right now and Very second true. of all because john mechie is on the board uh, uh, yeah the, that's the right pick all right you are at pink you have the narland saints at number 19 they're going with Jameis this year so maybe they're in the market for a quarterback next year but they've got a lot of holes as well. That defense, I think, in the secondary could use some improvement. Yeah, they uh, they could go a lot of different ways. Um, we're not going quarterback here. I think I think they ride with Jameis or figure something out. I yeah, uh, we're not going quarterback here. Um, just real quick, just real quick, and this will give you some time to stall and think about your pick too. Where are you guys at as far as Jameis Winston going into this season? Because, I mean, so obviously some of his stats are insane. You know, like when you look at some of the passing yards and the things he's done, and it's not like he's 30 years old or anything. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Jameis kind of showed who he was 
overall um, in Tampa. I mean, he's just a gunslinger, man. He makes incredible throws on the regular, but he also makes some boneheaded decisions and just trusts his arm too much. Um, I'm interested to see, though, if working with Drew and Sean Payton, if that kind of reeled him back in um, and if he's still able to, you know, we saw in the preseason game just this last week and he still can make some incredible throws. Um, but we haven't quite seen the boneheaded decisions yet. And I know that they're going to come out at some point. It's just a matter of how many, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't say like I'm in on Jameis Winston at the same time though. Like I think he's a fine starter. I don't, are you I mean, you're not going to win anything probably, but like, I don't know. He'll be fifth quarterback, 15 to 20, somewhere in there. That's what I wanted to ask. I was going to say, so still probably good enough to be in contention for like a fantasy football back. I can tongue tied to be draftable in your fantasy football league. I think so. Big passing numbers. The interceptions don't hurt you too much. And that's what you have to be worried about. It's a good point. All right. I gave you some time to stall. You are up 19 overall. Who are the saints taken? Going with Garrett Wilson. They're, they don't have many receivers. Who knows what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. Eh. There could go a lot of ways, but I think that I'm going to stick with this one. Nice little run on receivers here with London, Mechie, Wilson going back to back to back. Jake, you are up, and the Philadelphia Eagles are making their second selection of the draft. They uh, they already got Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma, so they don't need a quarterback. Where else are you going? Yeah, so other than that, I think the glaring need on this team, and it's been a glaring need for them for years at this point, has been the secondary um, it's been just a rotating quarterback room. They've had guys coming in and out from all over the league. I'm going to take Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson, um, a guy that didn't really gain big headlines last year because Darian Kendrick was on the other side, but now he is the guy in Clemson. Um, I think he'll have a big year. I like that pick. Yep. All right. I am up number 21, the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, oh, man. You guys, I want to take Trey McBride here so freaking bad, but I am going. It. <laughs> it's with with Wild with Weidermeyer in Texas though. Mm. That's tough. Hey man, That's McShay. Tough. We 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 talked about it last week. McShay had him over Watermeyer. I don't know if that's. It may be a hot take now. It may not be a hot take. Um, when we're talking about this again in February. Though. Screw it. We're going Trey McBride. Dallas has shown a willingness to draft Mountain West guys. They took Michael Gallup. They took um, Boise State linebacker. I'm drawing a blank. Guy hasn't been able to stay healthy the last Vander Esch. Yeah, Leighton Vander Esch. Like, uh, they've got Cedric Wilson, Boise State wide receiver. So they, they've got their eyes on it. Jerry Jones was in Fort Collins when, they, when Arkansas lost to CSU. So he knows there's some talent up there. And I'm going to Trey McBride, and you know I don't I don't care if it bugs people because I do think he has a really strong chance to be a first round pick when it's all said and done. Solid. Uh, I've got the Jets next, right? Um, yep. At 22, going Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Nice pick. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's still around on this board, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean they they need guys in the trenches. They need guys everywhere. He seemed like a good player who would start immediately. Yeah, that just seems like a Joe Douglas pick also. Um, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts at 23. Um, I don't know. I kind of initially think defense here, um, particularly the secondary again. I don't think they're really strong in that department, but I think this team has a lot of weaknesses, more so than many people think. Um, you know, on the edge, they took Quiddy Pay in the first round in April, um, but still the pass rush doesn't seem that fearsome to me. Uh, the offensive line, especially on the outside, on the tackles, this is not looking good. I don't know if I have a tackle here that I'm willing to take in this range, though. Um, I'm going to take Brandon Joseph, board, so. the safety from Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. Nick Benito's there. You got Adam Anderson, too. Dre's guy from Georgia. Um, I definitely thought about taking them. I, don't, I just look at this secondary, and I don't really see a lot of playmakers. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is still starting there. Um, they also have Julian Blackman, the guy from Utah last year. TJ Carey is a starter right now. They just need help in the secondary. I'm going Brandon Joseph, Northwestern safety. 
right, I'm up 24. We've got the Tennessee Titans. And man, do they need all kinds of help on defense. And that's why I'm going to go Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. He feels like the type of guy that Mike Vrabel could fall in love with. Great athlete. Flies all over the field, a tackling machine. And a guy who I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't end up going in the first round or at least first two rounds when it's all said and done. Um, yeah, I like that pick, though. Yeah, nice pick. Yeah, that's that's who I was actually going to take with the Browns at 25. So now I get to uh, think again. Um, how about Carl Laftis? You know, let me, let me double check because Jadavian Clowney's on a one-year deal, right? Jadavian, I believe so. Nobody, one or a two-year. Nobody gives yeah. that man two years. Um, yeah, I mean, need somebody opposite Miles Garrett. Find somebody cheap who can be productive. I think Carl Aftis out of Purdue is that guy. Ranks number 21 on the uh, the Draft Network's machine. So good value pick if you're getting them at 25, at least according to these rankings. Jake, number 26, you've got the Miami Dolphins. Where are you at on Tua? Do you think he can pop this year? I think so. I'm still a believer in Tua. Um, I am too. I don't so that think makes, that makes last me glad year. to hear it. Yeah, I don't think last year was really just a good situation. They didn't have weapons. Um, obviously, the coaching staff wasn't completely confident in him. Um, and just from what I've gathered just on Twitter and all those all those other sources uh, throughout this offseason, it looks like he's greatly improved. And he's looked fine to me in the preseason games, so I'm not really thinking quarterback here. I'm actually going to go Adam Anderson, the edge out of Georgia. I know they took Jalen Phillips in the first round last year, um, but they could really solidify this defensive line and have it become a huge strength of their team, adding another guy um, with Anderson on the defensive line. And you're going to need it, right? I mean, you've got good quarterbacks in that division, obviously Josh Allen. Right. If, you know, if Mac Jones ends up being, you know, as great as he looks in, in preseason, he could be tough. And then obviously the, the Jets got their guy as well. So I think that's a smart pick. Right. And Jalen Phillips, I mean, we talked about it a bit leading up to the draft. He had the concussion issues. If there's any sort of health issues, you're going to want some insurance at that position. All right. So that, that leaves me with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they could probably use some help at wide receiver. I know they, they went out and got it last year, but I still feel like they could use some more weapons for Lamar. I also think they could probably use a linebacker or like an edge guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, and this might be a little early for him, but I'm going to go Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of the University of Utah. I really like his game. Um, I think he's going to have a great year. He's one of my All-American picks. And, you know, if, it, if he pans out the way I think he will, he might have a, a solid chance to go in the first round. So I'm going to go Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Hank, you are up with the Packers at number 28. What are they doing? Damn. Um, it's another tough one. I mean, because again, what happens at quarterback? And I'm going to say that they do let Jordan Love go play next year without Aaron Rodgers. And so we're not going quarterback. Um, where we do go, whew, might be replacing Devontae Adams too. For yeah. sure. For sure. And if that's the case, then you're uh, definitely looking at receiver. But I'm going to go Kenyon Green, um, lineman from uh, Texas A&M. I think, uh, I mean, just build in the trenches. You know, you, you want to protect your young guy. Uh, got two tackles. I like it. I mean, there are a lot of holes on this team. That's a you very, pa- yeah, that's a Packers pick too. Well, when everyone's sit- sitting there being like, they have to go receiver, they have to go receiver to go offensive right. guard would be would be a very Packers move. I think that's a, a solid pick and I like the logic. Jake, you are up number 29 and uh, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of up in the air with this pick. I don't really know where they would go just because this roster is so deep. Um, at so many positions. That being said, though, I think the one position that they aren't really um, at a good to great level yet is at running back. Um, so I'm going to take Isaiah Spiller. Oh, that would have been a good one, too. Wider, I was going to say Weidermeyer could be fun with Josh Allen. I do kind of like Dawson Knox, but yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm going to go with the other AM guy. I'm going to go with Isaiah Spiller. I just don't really think that, I mean, Singletary's fine, and I like Zach Moss as like a red zone guy. 
Um, but I don't think they really have like a true threat out of the backfield. And I think you get that with Spiller. I agree. All right. If that leaves me, then I am up with the 30th pick, the Detroit Lions. Um, who did I take the first time? Who did, took, oh, we, they got Thibodeau at number two overall. I'm going to go Carson Strong, Nevada quarterback. Um, I think end of the first round is probably where he would go if he does have a chance to go in the first round. I, I don't see him jumping some of these other guys unless he has just an absurd season, which he could because they're going to throw the football a whole lot. But again, I'm just going to make sure the guys I like, Carson Strong and Trey McBride, end up in the first round because it's just a mock and it's for fun. Let's go. I've got uh, the Browns, or sorry, the, the Bucks at 31 now. <sighs> I, I'm changing my strategy. I spent this whole time trying to figure out which quarterback I'm going to draft because uh, Tom Brady's leaving. Tom Brady's not leaving. He's He's got 2022 in him for sure. Um, and because of that, see, he's already got Ryan Jensen. How about Daxton Hill from Michigan? Um, a safety I really like. Um, and I think that investing in that secondary is kind of how, I mean, it, what the Buccaneers, they, they, they rush the passer. They have a solid secondary. And I think that Daxon Hill can be kind of an immediate impact player for them. And that's what you're looking for at this point. Right. I like Antoine Winfield Jr. a lot, but he's more of that strong kind of thumper. Um, and while Jordan Whitehead has played fine at the free um that's where daxon hill exceeds is in that rangy kind of open field area so i like that pick a lot um closing out the mock here 32 with the kansas city chiefs um i don't really know honestly i mean this is a team that just because of who their quarterback is they can really pick whatever they want um in terms of the first round just because pep mahomes makes up for so much um I'm going to kind of look at wide receiver here, though. I mean, outside of Tyreek Hill, obviously you have Travis Kelsey. Um, but outside of those two guys, they don't really have much. I'm going to take our guy George Pickens out of Georgia. Um, they do have Nicole Hardman, but George Pickens kind of showed like a more complete game rather than Nicole Hardman just being that deep threat burner. Um, although the ACL, so who really knows? But I do like Pickens' game before he got hurt. I like it. They need that new wide receiver, too. Um, I'd throw Romeo Dubs out there as well. Deep threat from Nevada. A guy that can absolutely burn them. Pickens might be more what they need, given they already kind of have a couple of those guys in Hardman and Hill. But mm -hmm. I like how this turned out. Um, I guess just briefly, I'm going to rapid fire through the draft. So to summarize, we've got Sam Howell, number one, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Derek Stingley, Jason Kirkland, Spencer Rattler, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Hamilton, Kyer Elam, DeMarvin Leal, that's the top 10. Then we've got Chris Olave, Drake Jackson, Phil Dracovic, Thayer Munford, Ahmad Gardner, Malik Willis, Drake London, John Mechie, Garrett Wilson, Andrew Booth Jr., Trey McBride, Aiden Hutchinson, Brandon Joseph, Christian Harris, George Karlaftis, Adam Anderson, Devin Lloyd, Kenyon Green, Isaiah Spiller, Carson Strong, Daxton Hill, and George Pickens. That is officially our first mock draft of the season. Guys, football is here. I know uh, we're on a time crunch here. We got to run, but thank you guys for coming on and doing this. This was a whole lot of fun. Uh, we are going to be short Andre for the next couple of weeks. We've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, a lot of, a lot of things in motion, and Andre is just a little bit stretched in right now, so we're just going to pick up the slack for him. That's okay. He will be missed, but we will have him back throughout the season. Do not worry. Uh, we, you know, we miss his presence as much as you guys do. All right. This is the DNVR draft podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael for me, for Hank, for Jake. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week, previewing those week one games, talking NFL uh, draft possibilities, you know, implication, all that stuff. Have a great week.